Welcome back to the H Street Podcast Live every Friday, except when it's not Friday, except <laughs> when it's not at three, at twitch.tv forward slash H Street Productions. Today's guest is the biggest name in YouTube tech reviews with nearly six million subs. He's the guy I always go to when I want tech info. That's real. Whether it's smartphones, cars, laptops, cameras, this guy covers it all. I feel like I'm doing a copyright. I know. I love it. So go, go to, to MKBHD slash H3 for 10% off. <laughs> um, no, he is the excellent and wonderful Marquise. Did I say it right? No, Marquez. 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 I always call you Marcus. I, I don't say my name much in the actual videos. Right. So no one usually knows it, but yeah, Marquez. Marquez Brownlee. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for it's having 7 me. It's 7 p.m. currently for everyone watching on YouTube. So you came out here at the end of a long day to yeah. come spend time with us, which I appreciate. What have you been up to today? Today and most of this week has been we're shooting a video on Tesla Model 3. Oh, so, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a lot of game planning. It takes a lot to shoot a car video because <laughs> the car, you know, the car is driving, but then you need a person outside the car shooting right. the car as it's driving. It's a whole thing. It takes a lot um, to make it look natural. Yeah, and, and it's going to take a lot more in the editing process, but I have faith in it. But that was a lot of today. It was like getting like some fill-in shots of things that I think will help it flow well mm. um, right up until the sun was going down and then just came over here. Was that the purpose for you coming out to L.A.? That was the main, yeah, mm. the main reason for the trip. Well, for those who listen to the podcast, know that I'm a little bit of an Elon Musk fanboy. Okay. <laughs> I put his dick in my mouth regularly, and I see how deep I can get it. Yeah. Are you a, are you a fanboy? I'd say I'm a Tesla fanboy for sure. Not an Elon fanboy. Well, I can't bet against Elon. Yeah, I'm an Elon fanboy, I guess. Because <laughs> I, I follow most of what he does. I follow, yeah. Well, okay, let me start here. What did you think of the Model 3? Okay, so model, I own a Model S, so that's my comparison point for a lot of stuff. Very similar, which is good, because when you're buying a car, you want it to live up to maybe a higher car in the same sure, range. So. yeah. It felt familiar. It's pretty quick. It's electric. It's got a front trunk still. All the same stuff you're used to. But there's definitely some weird quirks uh, that I'll talk about in that full video. But like I think the main thing people are concerned about is the screen. There, there are zero buttons in the car. The only cool. one that, that is in the car is required by law is the hazards button. Mm. <laughs> shoved it up in the corner. Mm. But it's, everything is just on this one screen in the middle, including your speed, your gear, everything that like that. That is really... It's just, it's unusual. It's a weird setup. Yeah. But uh, they did that because it's it's self-driving, and eventually you won't really have to worry about that too much. But when you're driving, you kind of have this trained glance down to the side of, like, instead of looking right down at the speed, you look kind of to the side at your speed. Mm. It's a little different. Mm. Huh. Yeah. You know, I, I have a Model S. Yeah. And one thing... It's, it is bleeding edge because sometimes I, I love that car most days, but some days I, I hate it. Like today. Today, <laughs> the screen wouldn't turn on. Like it just, I go in and it just yeah. doesn't turn on. So I've that's had a, that. I've had to be like really late to turn on, but it's never just not turned on. It didn't turn just on turned the on, whole on. way yeah. here. What did you, and, oh, and you could still drive. Though. Yeah. I was able to drive. I didn't know that. But like huh. that concerns me even yeah. more in the Model 3 when they're like, <laughs> they're going to the be a little too edgy. And put it all on a screen, and then all of a sudden, when this, you're counting too much on that screen, what happens when it doesn't start? You're yeah. fucked. Yeah, there's a lot of edge cases where, like, you got to wonder, like, is it fail safe? Is it going to work if the screen doesn't work? Right. Yeah. 
We'll find out. I was we'll a little out, worried yeah. today. Like we're driving it, but I've this never, is not I've never working. done that. Well, you, yeah. I remember you had a huge issue with your Tesla when <laughs> you did. first got it. What happened? Probably with that? a worse problem. Oh, way worse. <laughs> that know. was. It almost made me not want to buy it. <laughs> oh, that was before you it bought was, it. It was a huge life decision buying a Tesla because I mean it's an expensive car. Right. But for me, it was more as much. I won't say more, but as much about supporting the mission statement of of supporting EV vehicles. Right. right? But your video. <laughs> made me think twice about it more than anything else. Tell right. tell tell the audience what happened to you. Okay, so it was a essentially it all came down to the power steering. Obviously, power steering is this mechanical it's fluids and and mechanic. I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it helps you steer the car based on the weight of it. So you can change the steering weight. You can have a sporty or comfort steering, all that stuff. But when the power steering fails. It's extremely hard to turn the wheel in any direction because the car is super heavy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what I had was I was driving, uh, went to go turn left across traffic, and midway through my turn, as the wheel is turned like 45 degrees, the power steering cut. That's And awful. I was cutting across traffic, unable to move the car. Oh, wow. my God. Um, this happened once, got it, t like, I f like it snapped back into working again. Uh, I finished my drive, pulled over. Um, I you know got it towed, got it fixed. They replaced the entire steering rack. I was like, mm -hmm. all right, that's definitely fixed for sure. Uh, then a couple hundred miles later, it happened again. Wow! And that's yeah, dangerous. That was dangerous. Really dangerous. And the second time, I think, was more dangerous. The first two times, were in the same ride where like I was making a left turn, but it wasn't a big deal if I couldn't. The second time was like two cars next to each other both making the left right and i was the inside car oh no and so when it failed if that guy had also made the left i would have just t-boned him oh, but he went straight damn so that was like a i immediately pulled over that's a red flag obviously um <laughs> whenever you have the same issue more than once they escalate your issue to mm -hmm. like definitely solve it because three in new jersey is lemon law you can give the car back for free. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they flew out an engineer from here, basically, uh, had him diagnose the problem, and they found a corrosive element in the wiring between the power steering rack and mm. some other part of the car. So they flew someone to New they York. They flew someone out, yeah, to, to check out my car. That took a couple extra days. The first time it was like one day, we wow. replaced it, you're good. This time it was like, all right, we'll fly someone out. A couple days later they found out what was wrong. They flew out the parts they needed to fix it. It was a whole thing for maybe like a week and a half. Um, they gave me a loaner P100D during those days when I didn't have my car, which was pretty That's dope. That's pretty nice service. Yeah, they I'll, they well, get that right. Well, I mean, right. on one hand, it's nice service, but on the other hand, they could have yeah. really yeah, yeah. exactly. You, <laughs> you better your have up, you, you know? better have good service yeah. if you're <laughs> putting your life in danger. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, they fixed that, and they pretty much guaranteed it'll never fail in that exact way again. If it does, it's a lemon, but. They say that so they since then, no issues. Mm -hmm. Are you paranoid at all making those left turns? <laughs> Do you still think about those left turns? No, dude. I'm. Um, I don't want to say reckless, but I'm very confident. You, okay. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like reckless. That sounds like you're <laughs> yeah. maniac on the road. Um. You well, you have the hundred. <laughs> you can't, you yeah. can't help it when you have <laughs> I, that power. Yeah. I don't have the P100D. That one's insane. But we both drove it. I've driven it because we had you an issue with it? our yeah. car, and they gave us a loaner P100D. Uh, and so in the P100D, which is the highest level model, and the only difference between the P100D and the step down, which is like the 90D, mm -hmm. or I guess it's the, the 100D, 100D now. now yeah. We, we got our. We we're straight they with that. Yeah, they, yeah, you guys, come on. I can. I've memorized the lineup. No <laughs> uh, but at, at any rate, um, the, the, only, the only difference is the acceleration. For right. example, 
the one below it goes zero to sixty in four point three seconds, right? Or four point two. Four point two, I think. Now yeah. the P one hundred D does it in two point four. Yeah. It's a significant it's ridiculous. difference. Now, when I got that loaner car, I put it in ludicrous mode. You have to be, that's like a contract saying that, okay, now when you click this button and yeah. you're and you're crash fatally, you click the button. Just let you, the world know. You decided to do this. <laughs> yeah. To it's it's ungodly. And when I it when I drove it, my first thought was like, this is not safe. Yeah. This is not safe at all. Yeah. Uh, it's when you have that kind of acceleration, especially not just zero to sixty, but like. 30 to 80 right or like for me it's all about the 0 to 30 in the Tesla yeah I mean from 0 the only weird stuff you're doing is like at stoplights or maybe someone pulls up next to you and like wants to race which doesn't really (laughs) ever happen Um, but like you're on the highway and someone's you know there's a gap and you need to get to the exit do you slow down and go behind him Mm -hmm. or do you accelerate and go in front of him that that car 99 times out of 99 you're going up and and taking the front so it actually feels much safer because we also have a prius which was our previous car yeah and i still drive that one sometimes and i feel less safe it's strange but i i feel like i have more control over the car that's what it comes down to so technically and also this this has happened before the car will if it sees an impending collision right. will try to avoid it. Someone swerves it, into your lane, it'll oh, swerve a little oh, bit. Oh, no way. I haven't experienced that. And if it sees someone coming up behind you about to rear-end you, really? by itself, it'll just kind of juke you forward a little <laughs> bit that's, just to avoid it. And that's, that's happened to me in my car, and that's definitely... It cool. gave you a little boost? Yeah. I thought it was broken. That was around the same <laughs> oh, time that yeah. the steering wheel was going a little so haywire. So it saved your ass, and it jeopardized your ass. Exactly. It's a wash. Exactly. So it's, it's net, <laughs> even so, not net even so far. <laughs> so tell me... Um, you said you were in the Model 3, mm-hmm. and it's a lot like the Model S, in your opinion. Do you think the Model 3 is a Model S killer? Because the price is like... The price right. is, is a huge difference. Huge so difference. Like 40000 bucks. I think the fact that the price difference is so big is actually what keeps it from being a Model S killer. I think there's going to be people who are in the market for a fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 car that aren't going to pick Model 3 because of the lower price. They're, they want they a want premium car, mm-hmm. and Model S is always going to be that. I think right. it's getting a refresh rumored in the next year or two to mm-hmm. update it with a lot of the things that Model 3 is currently better at. Mm-hmm. But I think because the price difference is so big, people who were waiting to buy a Tesla until it was thirty five grand are now going to buy that, not a Model so S. So you think just the status symbol alone is enough to, to keep it alive? Yeah, I think it's just going to basically having it at that lower price is just going to open doors for way more people to buy it. Well, I hope that they do distinguish the difference because... Yeah. They tr- they're they pretty clear in their messaging. I think internally they have a lot of... Tr- they're trying to make sure people know Model S is still the better car. Yeah. Um, yeah and if the price I, doesn't mess- say... Yeah, they're, they're, there's features and things. You, I mean, there's two, two screens instead of one. Like, if you look at Model 3, oh, this is the future, just one screen. But, like... Roadster is going to have two. Like their mm-hmm. their higher end stuff is still going to have two machines and two right. because they can afford it. I think they wanted they may have wanted to do a heads up display with like you know maybe having the the speed on the like the windshield or something like that. All kinds mm-hmm. of interesting things that they mm-hmm. couldn't do because of the lower price right. that they do in the Model S. Right. Yeah. Do you think that Tesla is will be able to achieve all of its goals? That, I mean the the goals of the company is is, is huge. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of doubters and <clears throat> naysayers of what um, Tesla is doing. And Naturally. and to be frank, they haven't been off to a great start with their Model 3 launch. Yeah. Well, they ma- ended up making like 4000 when they had promised to make like 50000 They're yeah. way, 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 way behind. 
do you do you see them succeeding in, in what they're setting out to do? I I'm always hesitant about the timelines they give. Sure. Because um, they're Elon and that whole crew is always super ambitious about like yeah we'll do this in this year mm. and like the roadster is the same thing 2020 yeah right <laughs> like that's gonna be at least a couple years after that I think but I think the actual goals they're setting they're eventually hitting them mm. when people mm-hmm. are saying like they weren't gonna hit them at all yeah so stuff like production of Model S which has been ramping up kind of the same way like Model Three is at the beginning of that climb right. sure and they kind of mapped out that climb with Model S and. I think they sold their 200,000th Model S last year, which people never thought they would do. Sure, yeah. So, you know, it might not be the same. People call it Elon time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally, it goes all the way down to, like, the time of the event. Like, he'll, he'll get on stage at 5 o'clock, and they, it's 5.03, <laughs> and we're like, yeah, maybe 5.30. <laughs> That's funny. So, timelines, not so much, but I think they eventually, eventually get Eventually, they'll get there. Yeah. Interesting. I hope so. Um, I think there's so much demand for the Model 3. A fully electric, it's a great, Great car, and four hundred something thousand orders already. Four hundred. Wow. That's crazy. So <laughs> like, if he, if he can actually sell it, I feel like the demand is infinite. If he can actually meet the production, yeah, before other companies do, because everybody's <clears throat> he kind of opened the floodgates in terms of That's electric vehicles. That's a weird thing. I I've been looking more into car stuff since I've started doing these car videos, and. Like, other companies are, like, thinking about getting into electric, and they're, like, promising they're going to mm-hmm. do it sometime. Yeah. Right. But I don't see it yet. Mm. And that's weird to me that these, like, 100-year-old companies, I mean, I guess they're just kind of a huge it's, ship, and they can't yeah. be as agile, yeah. but they're behind. It's it's insane. Say what you will about Elon, because there's a lot of people that dislike him. And I, I think it's just a lot of contrarians who are like, oh, all these people love him, so I'm going to hate him. That's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck those people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but seriously, I don't like them. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but for real, though. But, yeah. Let's yeah, just, just kidding. About it. <laughs> but, like, come on. Get real. Yeah. Um, what the hell was I saying? I got distracted by haters. The... Say what you will about Elon. But that guy <laughs> is so infinitely far ahead of the game. Like a, yep. a, a legit paradigm shift He's so in ambitious. the automotive field. He, he, yeah, he, the infrastructure. I think they're onto some. They're obviously the whole electric car thing. They're stupid far ahead on. Like, right. even if like Porsche tomorrow came out with a seventy thousand dollar electric car that does everything Model S does, mm-hmm. they don't have the inf- supercharging. That's they huge. don't have you know the the autonomous driving. They don't have right. like seven mm-hmm. or eight also massive projects right. that this one car does. So like, yeah, they're really far ahead. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. And like. Like you said, at the beginning, everyone thought it was a fantasy and a joke and it wasn't reasonable. But now, if you, when you drive around L.A., I don't know what it's like oh, in New yeah. Jersey, but, like, Teslas are dime a dozen here. Yeah, so yeah. I noticed that. I noticed that <laughs> about three out of every ten cars is a Prius. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And then one out of every ten is a Model S and then yep. everything else. In New Jersey, uh, still a lot of Priuses, not a lot of Teslas, but you still kind of start to see them more. Mm-hmm. My, my car was the first... The, uh, the first P100D on the East Coast, according to Tesla. Really? <laughs> That's what they told me when I ordered it. That's they were like, congrats, it's right the there. first one. I was like, Damn. dope. <laughs> that is great. Um, but, yeah, you see a Model S or a Model X once in a while, uh, but it still isn't common on the East Coast. And the same thing with superchargers. Here it's crazy. I think there's just, in California and L.A., it's like a combination of a lot of wealth yeah. with people who are environmentally conscious. I think that's what I noticed mm-hmm. also about uh, shooting Model th- Model 3 now 
Model 3 is that unicorn that people haven't seen on the road. So I haven't seen one. I haven't I'm dying seen to see it. So the first, I hadn't ever seen one. Well, I, I saw it at the event, but I hadn't seen one on the road since then. When I got here, walking from the hotel to In-N-Out, I saw the first one that I ever saw on the road. And then, so like, you know, we got the car and we're driving it around. And like, you're at a supercharger, so like, there's like Tesla enthusiasts just kind of like around. And all of their heads are just kind of like, yo, what is, is that the Model 3? Like, <laughs> they I, weren't sure. Th- is that's the one like we they wanted to know like what's the price of it what are the options on it like right. all the yeah. questions come out because right. they'd heard about it but they hadn't seen it you know who got them all three jake right if you yeah. saw three yeah. got, got his delivery three. i was like damn <laughs> you, you were fucking three. early yep because they've only made like a couple thousand of those he must have been super early yeah like day of order maybe did you order a model three i didn't <clears throat> i i i would love to but i think i'm just gonna stick redundant. with yeah if i ever have two cars it would be roadster and model s i think so that's another thing i want to say you so tesla came out with another car that you can pre-order yeah the roadster so the if roadster. the p100d isn't unsafe enough they're like here's a car that's even better at yeah possibly killing yourself in, <laughs> yep which is the roadster and and it takes a fifty thousand dollar deposit right which you which i You'd happily kick down. kicked to elon's curb yes damn boy yeah man so the specs <laughs> like again that's like a it's more of a projection than an actual product at this sure. point it doesn't like, exist yet does yeah it? like they drive no. the one on stage but that's not like the finished product yeah but they gave numbers like oh yeah it'll go 250 miles an hour and it'll do zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds Whoa. and it'll have a 200 Bro. kilowatt hour battery but 1. like 9. none of that is physically possible 1. yet 1.9 that's got to be one of the fastest cars on the road i mean what's uh, faster than that that would be the fastest production car ever by like 20 percent wow Damn. from zero to 60. i'm, I'm not crazy. kidding if you do get that car, please drive very safely because that is <laughs> yes. not that is very dangerous. That is That's not safe. So Seriously. I'm I have a lot of I, I'll definitely do a video of just like bring I'll I'll have you guys like sit in the passenger seat and like floor oh, it and God, see your reactions. Dude. I oh. think that's gonna be hilarious. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to holster some some crazy moves. For you sure. really, dude? That car is gonna be sick. What's the price tag on it? The full price tag. Uh, so there's the the base the base model. Why the, even have a base model at that point? The the weird thing is the base model does zero to sixty in one point nine, and he didn't say what the hmm. optioned up version will the be. The optioned up. So goes it's to just like aesthetic. It just or? puts wings right on the side. <laughs> and just flies <laughs> over traffic. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, so that yeah, it's fifty fifty grand deposit and then a hundred fifty grand. Additional. On delivery for mm. the base model. And I then mean, there's the I, founders. I, it probably sounds weird to say this, but that seems like a reasonable price for what you get. Uh, yeah, when you compare it on paper to right. Other the cars, cars that everyone else compares it to, they're like, oh, well, it mm-hmm. barely keeps up with a Bugatti. But a Bugatti's $2 million. For, yeah. for Bugatti about it, am I right? <laughs> it's, it's so far in a different league. Uh, the the fastest 0 to 60, that was pretty solid. Um, the fastest 0 to 60 is if you look it up on Wikipedia, it's like the Porsche 918 Spider, the LaFerrari, the Bugatti. All those cars are $1.8 million plus. Right. $2 so, million dollar car. So if you're competing, that's the and that's the thing is like people will compare it against that. Like, well, you know. It'll catch it in like the quarter mile. Sure. Well, no, this one holds it up in 8.8 seconds. Like, oh well, uh, at least you have a trunk in this one. <laughs> well, well, this one also has a trunk. Like every yeah. time you try to compare it to the best car in some other. Let's see if he spec, can do it. I'm excited. I'm Even if excited it's not too. everything they showed on stage, oh, it's still going to be gonna pretty be sick. sick. It's going to be <laughs> sick. All right, it's about time for our first commercial break, guys. We have got so much more jerking off to do about Elon Musk. You won't want to miss it. 
um, and other stuff, obviously, too, but mostly Elon Musk. So, guys, please don't go away. We'll be back shortly. Thank you, guys. Thank you to MeUndies for sponsoring this episode of the Podcast. You want to look good with your significant other this Valentine's Day, and you don't want to just give them another box of chocolates because, frankly, you're not going to get any, most likely. Oh, here's a box of chocolates. I'm just another guy. Please. You got to match to get some. Right, Ela? Yep. You got to match to get some. That's the slogan of MeUndies. Check it out. This is a really cool thing that they're doing. Get a matching pair of unique, fun, and powerful undies. Perfect balance of comfortable fit and exciting prints. Do not spend another Valentine's Day giving the same old gift. Go to MeUndies.com slash H3 to find the best match for your match, like your match. I do really love their Valentine's Day design. It's beautiful. It's and cute. And Ethan. Commemorate your love. Yo, oh, oh. I li- Ethan, I really like it. <laughs> um... Here's the deal. This undies are so soft and luxurious, you're going to be wondering, what is are these drabs? What is this garbage that I've been draping under over my junk? Because it's just, you deserve better, you know? They're the most comfortable. We're, we're talking three times softer than cotton. Try to fathom that if you can. Or just buy a pair and you can feel it for yourself. So this Valentine's Day, get your partner a gift that's fun for the both of you. Order by February 5th at 10 a.m. for free standard shipping so your gift arrives on time. Matching pairs are fun, thoughtful, comfortable, and you can share it with your significant other. Here's the deal. 100% satisfaction guarantee. MeUndies guarantees guarantees you and your significant other will love your matching pair or your money back. You have got nothing to lose. If you don't love it, three times softer than cotton, wow, your mind's not blown, send it back. It's that easy. You got nothing to lose. So right now, head on over to MeUndies.com slash H3. And for our listeners, when you purchase MeUndies for the first time, you get 20% off and free shipping. Free shipping, y'all. Free shipping, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's and my favorite song. Yeah. You don't even have to spend $100 on like Jake Palmer. <laughs> Um, Once again, they're so convinced you're going to love this underwear. You get 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So, listen, if you don't love your first pair, get a goddamn refund. So, there's it's a no-brainer. Get 20% off matching undies for you and your significant other. 100%. There's a lot of percentages here. 20% off, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So, what the heck are you waiting for? Order it by February 5th for free standard shipping and... To get it in time. Yes. Right? So to get 20% off and free shipping and 100% guaranteed satisfaction, go to MeUndies.com slash H3. That's MeUndies.com slash H3. And this will be the best Valentine's gift that you will ever give. And if nobody, if somebody doesn't touch your penis as a result, I can't guarantee they'll give you your money back, but you're free to ask. There's a chance. There's always a chance. <coughs> Thank you to MeUndies. HelloFresh, thank you for sponsoring our program. We have teamed up with HelloFresh, and we are offering everyone in our audience $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code H3Podcast. That's one word, H3Podcast. HelloFresh, what is it? Just the greatest, most convenient revolution in groceries. Oh, Shredder's tearing up the uh, paper. (laughs) Let me clear my throat here. Shredder is being a shredder. 
He, we don't. We used to have a shredder, like a paper shredder. Now we just throw it on the floor. He takes of everything. <laughs> it's a natural shredder. <laughs> he has our social security numbers and all that, but I trust him. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal with HelloFresh: convenient, fun, a total blast, flexible. They send you groceries, everything you need, measured perfectly out in little patches with instructions, nutritional information. For example, they're like, "Hey, how about a little chicken scallopini?" As an example, so they send you the chicken, fresh, beautiful chicken. They send you all the ingredients, all the sauce, everything you need to cook a master meal. Something that you, knowing you, probably would never cook. Because let's face it, we're pizza guys. <laughs> Us boys out here. And it's always pretty easy to cook meals. <clears throat> yeah. So you don't need to cook for like hours. Dude, I'm telling you, Valentine's Day, you put on some meandies, you make a little Hello Fresh. Somebody is going to touch you in your special place. <laughs> At least a touch. One of these for sure. Can I get one of these from you this Valentine's Day, Ila? One of these? It depends. If I play my <laughs> cards right. Uh, choose a delivery day that works for you. Pause for weeks when you're out of town. Everything comes pre-measured and labeled. Here's the deal. HelloFresh has a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. There's three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. You can choose between meat, fish, and seasonal produce. Vegetarian recipes with plant-based protein, grains, and seasonal produce. The whole freaking family is going to love them. Or if you're single and, you know, you can also cook it for yourself this Valentine's Day and cry over your chicken. <laughs> it's a good seasoning. Salt, you know, you don't need salt. You can season it with your own tears. It's organic. But you'll love it anyway. It's organic, as Elis <laughs> pointed out. I've had a ton of fun cooking with HelloFresh. It's just, it's a total blast. You, you don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't have to go online and find recipes. You, you're not going to mess it up because they make it so hard to mess up. And it's always delicious, fun, easy to clean up. It's a total blast. So they make in cooking easy, delicious. It's a balanced meal, and it's less than $10 a meal. Okay. Gabish. Feel confident with the simple recipes outlined on picture step by step. Go to HelloFresh.com and use the code H3Podcast to get $30 off your first week's deliveries, my friends. Um, Very nice. One more time. Go to HelloFresh. The link is in the description. Receive $30 off your first order with promo code H3Podcast. Thank you, my friends, to these sponsors. If you're in the market for a little nice meal or some undies, please consider supporting our sponsors. Thank you, guys, and we're back. Welcome back, everybody, to the History Podcast. Thank you for sticking around. If you guys have any questions, please give us a ring at 818-214-8504. Maybe we'll air your question if you can get past the great firewall known as Ian the Intern. He's a hater, so watch out. <laughs> Give him a piece of your mind. I shouldn't say that. People are just be fucking with them. I'm kidding. That's true. Be, come on. Give the guy a break. He's got a tough job. Um, I wanted to ask you, how's our setup here? I was <clears> thinking <throat> maybe you could critique it at being a camera <laughs> expert and a mic expert. What's going on here? So it's pretty solid. It's pretty good. I'm impressed. Like, I have wow, a lot of marks from you. Yeah, no, I, I, we, we mess with, you know, video sets all the time. There's, there's a nice color variety. There's... Lights everywhere, which is good. I like this purple light behind the super official oh, sign. Thank you. Because, like, colored lights, what is that, a Philips Hue light strip? Like, those types of things. Nice um, touch. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's light yeah. strip. Go ahead yeah. And say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, this is pretty solid. We actually and, had a set designer in here who did all this. Oh, word. Yeah. I think what's, what helps a lot is how many sound dampening materials mm -hmm. you can sneak in a place, mm. like the couch. 
the sure. carpet, yeah, the foam, everything. Yeah, the curtains. The curtains. You know what's point. interesting? I don't know if you guys can see this, uh, Sarah. If you the foam back it. here, but behind here, there's a window, a massive oh, yeah. window to the street. Dude, like oh, a really? main street. And so there's like, there's like, foam like this thick, and, and yeah. it actually blocks the sound out quite. Well. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I would never have guessed that. <laughs> Adam, sometimes there's, there's. I forget that there was a window yeah. there. If you wanted to open it, would you have to rip all the foam down? Yeah. I guess so. You could like, you can make an incision. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, just I wouldn't do recommend it. that. Just leave it. <laughs> Not missing much with that one, though. Um, I wanted to ask you. That's. Have you heard the rumor that mm-hmm. Apple is going to buy Tesla? No. Dan, did you I pull haven't. that out of your ass? <laughs> Dan told me that. He's like, did you hear the rumor? Is that a real thing? Or are you trolling me? <laughs> no, that was, that was a real thing. So there's... I, and as, when I read it, I read the article, I knew... Um, that would probably make you rage, so brought that forward. <laughs> There's legit uh, rumors about Apple trying to make a car, which is far-fetched by itself, but Apple also has billions and billions and billions of dollars of cash. Ungodly. So many roasters worth of money. Yeah, I mean, they could just buy Ford and just make cars with them. That's but obscene. they wouldn't. They're super stingy. But I feel like Tesla is positioned <laughs> so damn well that I could see that. It makes sense. But also, like, why Elon would never do that, right? That's what I thought. It but doesn't make sense. He's kind of at the helm of the ship. I think they just announced, like, a 10-year plan for his salary to, like, yeah. inflate as he stays with them. Like, I yeah. think he's pretty locked in there. I was. I wanted to tell you about that or ask you about that because mm. they just announced Tesla, Elon's pay package. Yeah. And it's set up so that if he doesn't perform well, he gets nothing. Mm-hmm. And he has milestones for every $50 billion that he increases the company's worth. For reference, the company is currently worth fi- uh, fifty-nine billion. Yeah, fifty-nine billion. Okay. So the milestones mm-hmm. go all the way up to six hundred and fifty billion, which is like <laughs> ludicrous, right? That'll right. make it one of the top five most valued companies, companies in America. Yeah. But if he somehow reaches that goal, he will be the richest man in the world. Something worth like two hundred billion. But I mean, you know, yeah. it's a fairy tale. Yeah, I mean, it's a good incentive. It's a good incentive. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't mind that. That sort of a. Uh... All right, if you get if you get seven million subs, you get a billion dollars. All right, I'm on it. I'm on, if I was him, I'd be like, I'm on it. I got. I'm this. working on it. Stop um, clickbaiting. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I did for sure here was <coughs> Apple buying Netflix. That's uh, also a rumor. Content. No. I mean, it was I, there was articles about it. Dan didn't just make it up. But it's also articles about it being a rumor. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw, it hasn't happened yet. So it hasn't happened. Yeah, it was a weird article. Some like high level forecaster said there's a forty percent chance. Wow. Of Apple buying Netflix. What, what's your highest... gut when you hear that? <laughs> when I hear that, I think that's the highest number you can give without sounding like you're guessing. Because if you say it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a fifty percent chance, then yeah. you're like, well, what is it? Yeah. But if you go over fifty and it doesn't happen, you look dumb. So he's like, yeah, it's a forty percent chance. And you if it doesn't happen, you're like. That's Whatever. smart. You can say 40% of anything, really, and you'll look so 40, good. So 40% chance I'm not actually sitting here right now, but <laughs> it's only 40, so. Um, what, how do you feel about Apple owning Netflix, though? Uh, so on the surface, I get it. Content. You get a lot of, <laughs> a lot of content, a lot of <laughs> licensing. Uh, obviously, Google and YouTube is a, a sort of a giant that you have to compete with somehow Mm. and the only way apple's tried original content on their own and that's all right but like netflix yeah why not just start there so i get it 
But as a direct, I guess, do you think that it would affect what they do? Because the everybody viewer? loves Netflix. And I think, like, even people who are fans of Apple kind of hate Apple, right? A little bit. <laughs> is that a true? Is that an accurate statement? I really don't like Apple. There's a, <clears throat> yeah, there's a, a bit of a trapped element to it, mm-hmm. I think, sometimes. If you ask people why they use an iPhone, they're like, well, all my friends. iMessage. I, the blue bubbles. <laughs> the iMessage. Have you heard the walled garden analogy? No. It's kind of, people describe the Apple ecosystem as sort of like a walled garden where it's really nice and pretty mm. on the inside and all your friends are in there. Mm. But if you ever get a peek over the top of that really high wall, you see like all the meadows and things Beautiful. that are outside it. <laughs> but like climbing that wall, man, right. leaving iMessage and all my friends are in here and huh. why don't I just yeah. stay in here? It's Sounds like a cult. Like, yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> what it's like using an iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think about Apple as a company? Do you consider them still to be like tech industry leaders, or are they? I get the sense personally that they're starting to become a little obsolete, a little bit dated. They're losing their edge. Every time I think that, I look at their bank account. <laughs> yeah, but they made that money a while ago. Yeah, but it's like they—they're. I think I saw an article, and I might be quoting it wrong, but like the iPhone 10 was like the first iPhone to not increase the rate of breaking the record sales like oh, so they really? they measure iPhones of like it broke the sales record of course by how much mm-hmm. by more than last that time okay only... they're still doing well mm-hmm. when it breaks the sales record by not as much as they broke the last sales record then it's like is apple doomed <laughs> are so they that's what over? so the sales of the x were not bad they just weren't didn't shatter all the they records they didn't it did shatter all the records but not by not as by much as lot. it usually does are you does. serious so uh. it did outperform all their previous phones although i think this year so this year there were three phones so i don't know if the 10 individually outsold mm-hmm. the all the rest but like year after year like the iphone is the most sold phone by volume was it by still? multiple yeah what the fuck? Like, if you just look at iPhone. It's funny. The when you, iPhone. When That's you listen to, like, tech radio and stuff like that, it's always like, the iPhone X is a colossal failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, 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 always, I was going to ask you, why was the iPhone <clears throat> X such a failure? Um, <clears throat> so, it's, it's a, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a failure by anyone's standards other than people who didn't <laughs> buy it who thought they were. Like, there's people who are like, I'm going to wait for the latest iPhone, and then the new iPhone comes out and they buy it. And then a year later, they say, I'm going to wait for the next iPhone. And then it comes out, and they buy it. Hmm. And then this year, they said, I'm going to buy the iPhone 10. And then it came out, and it was $1,000. And they were like, that price tag? Mm, maybe not. Skip maybe next year. One. What was it previously, like 800 Usually around 800 to that launch. That 1000 price tag gets a little scary. I mean, it's a starting price. Like, you could option up previous year's iPhones to be like 979 just mm-hmm. if you put more storage sure. in it. And the option got the, you know, the gold or whatever. But... This year it's like, all right, starting at nine ninety nine. Do I want more storage? Is it twelve fifty now? Like, bro, their margins are probably so insane on those phones. Definitely, they're making their money. But like, what do you what do you think if you had to guess what it costs to make one of those phones? Actually, that's out there. I fix it does teardowns. Uh, I think the number is a couple hundred, but it's definitely not more than five hundred bucks to make an iPhone ten. If it costs five hundred, that would be an, I would a reasonable margin. I mean, I want to say. I don't know why 170 is in my head, but I feel like it's less than 200 bucks to make an iPhone. 10. I feel like so too. Yeah. Five times margin at that price point is pretty nuts. That is kind of what margins are, though. Yeah, but when you're selling like a uh, <coughs> high-end item that, that's that expensive, yeah. because you got to you still have to sell it. I mean, a thousand dollars is a big barrier to cross for most people, right? But yeah. they do it. It's all about that eyeball. Where else are you gonna get it? We're also going to get another. Oh, oh Dan, Dan is saying it's three seventy. <laughs> three seventy to to make. Where, to make where did that info 10. come from, Dan? I know there's teardowns 
370. That sounds right. It's on uh, time. I just Googled it. Mm. Interesting. Weird. So, I mean, that... Okay. It's reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable. I yeah. think it is, actually. I'm not mad. If I, if I <laughs> built a thing and it cost me 370 bucks to make and I looked as sweet as an iPhone 10, how much would I sell it for? Huh? A thousand. Nine, nine, ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not angry. Because the cost doesn't end there. You know, Development. There's a lot of cost beyond that. All those that. billboards, all the ads <laughs> we see. Tons of advertising. That's not a joke. Mm-hmm. Billions in advertising. Man, they're like, Apple's like smog from The Hobbit. They have a really interesting advertising strategy. Uh, they, you might have noticed, they never use social media. Hmm. Hmm. They didn't have a Twitter until this year. And even oh, now, wow. they never use it. Uh, they don't have an official Facebook page, I don't think. They don't use MySpace. I wonder it's if crazy. it's because they think of all those people as their competitors in a weird way. Uh, yeah, it's it's brand image on one hand. Like, the, if you can't control the public image of your brand, then why be on that platform? But right. they, you know, they upload their ads to YouTube, disable ratings, disable comments, just leave it. Really? Echo chamber. You can't, you can't like shift oh, the image that of gold, the way. that garden wall. <laughs> exactly. If you, if because I'm sure if you saw like if you subscribed to Apple on YouTube and you saw the video right as they uploaded it, and there was like comments and ratings, and you'd be like, oh, I don't think I like this ad. Totally. You dislike mm-hmm. it. That would be a failure for them. So they won't allow that to happen. Interesting. Huh. But they have plenty of billboards. Newspaper ads. Because there's no interaction there. Yeah. You don't have some some 12-year-old screaming about... You can carefully curate where exactly that shows up. That's so interesting. I didn't know that about them. Yeah. That kind of solidifies the cult theory even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they definitely carefully control the way people see Apple as a company. Um, here's a little 180 for you. What's your opinion about the growing discussion of AI? Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, our boy, for example... Is pretty alarmist about it. I've talked about this on the show quite a bit. Right. But he comes out with statements that scare the shit out of me. Same. He's like, <laughs> we need to regulate it. This shit's going to wipe us off the planet. We're yeah. not taking this threat seriously. And then there's a lot of other people on the other end who are experts and <clears throat> who, who you know, come from a place of authority who think that it's complete overreaction. They don't see it as a threat. What are your thoughts on the danger and potential of AI? Is that something you thought about? Yeah, a little bit. I tend to separate uh, the, the two different... Like it's like a Venn diagram of two different terms, which are AI, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. Mm-hmm. So if you talk to Google or, or anyone who's trying to do better things with software with the same hardware, they think machine learning is the best. It's it's the greatest because it can make uh, software smarter. It can recognize more things. It can train to get better. Stuff like your Google Home or Alexa or whatever mm-hmm. you use will get better with that. But then there's artificial intelligence as like a an entire other blob, which is like you know, does it start to make decisions for itself? Does it is it aware of itself? I does guess it that's the point, right? That its, it's own motives. Yeah, that that whole question. So I I am all for machine learning, and and that's been actually really exciting in the last like two or three years. Um, but artificial intelligence is kind of a giant question mark for me. Not much opinions about it. Not really. I because I don't have much hands-on experience with it. Like if I had like a a robot that I could. <laughs> talk to and like ask it questions and really see how I feel about it mm-hmm. maybe I would have a stronger opinion but as of right now robots are all these pretty corny like barely oh, yeah. functional yeah. you know humanoid type things that are purpose built to sure. maybe clean your house so like yeah, yeah. well it's, a t- it's the time old philosophical question you know it's, it's not a new question but yeah. it seems like increasingly <clears throat> that 
It seems like maybe Ilhan thinks so far into the future that he's thinking, like, well, in 2030 when <laughs> yeah, this, no, this technology is so far ahead, like, what are we going to do about robots that don't like us? Right. I mean, I like, I think it's folly to just dismiss what he's saying. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Got to hear the guy out. Seems but it, it like, also, yeah. It also seems a little far-fetched that there's this, like, dystopian, like, matrix future that's been in sci-fi for, like, centuries it all, is, it would just, actually come to fruition. Yeah, it's just weird coming from Elon, I guess. Uh, for, yeah, exactly. That makes it way like too if, real if for me. Like, if someone else said this, I'd be like, yeah, come on. Get real. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. The only thing, I feel like being on YouTube and dealing with YouTube algorithm kind of makes me feel like it's not that far because YouTube algorithm is already like cold calculated making changes that no yeah. one even knows what they are yeah. yeah that's a little bit of both too that's because the machine learning is like there's programmers that are telling it like they, they, they're trying to train it to do certain things better so they get feedback from us and you know you need to better recognize the difference between iPhone 10 and iPhone XXX like one thing's cool one thing's not like mm-hmm. being able to take that new information and and adjust all the things it's doing, hopefully works well with machine learning. But, like, with artificial intelligence, I don't know. It's, like, this whole other question. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. One of our best theories is that the singularity already happened, and Elon is an agent (laughs) of the AI. Oh, the AI. That is the puppet master of everything happening in the world, working to its benefit. (laughs) Chew on that, my dude. (laughs) My God. Elon (laughs) is a fucking undercover agent for the AI singularity. I'm a little bit terrified now i'm saying man he's so um, <laughs> but anyway very good that was yeah, all time that was the hilarious video oh thanks man oh i appreciate that that's really nice to say god bless you um where do you find that, that video like does it just someone sends it to you or it just kind of comes up Actually, where did that, we find I that one where i found that one it was kind of I don't remember where I where found it. Where was it? They just float around, you know. I'm I'm o- yeah. I'm open to the world. Hmm. I think I must have seen it on Cringe, maybe, or or <laughs> I guess catch a lot of them on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people email me shit, and I'll catch it on their subreddit. I catch it, but every once in a while, you find a video like that, and it's you're just, just like in a rabbit hole. And forget you about it. <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, this is the one. Yeah, I gotta go hard on this one. Absolutely, yeah. No. yeah. Carlos is a ledge. <laughs> um, Instant ledge. Do you yeah. have any predictions for future tech? Anything we may not expect that you think will have a really huge impact on our society? Like maybe something that's coming up that people are, are not realizing how important it is. Right. <clears throat> that's like the golden question, and I wish I had a great answer for <laughs> it, but I don't. And I and even like, like family members will ask me, like, so what's the next big thing? I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess yeah. the next phone that comes out, like, it seems like we're on this sort of a, a railroad track where we kind of know what's next over and over and over again, and eventually we get there down that that railroad. But for now, it's a lot of incremental, like, mm. slightly faster chips, slightly better bandwidth, slightly more memory, slightly better cameras, and mm. over over time, it all gets better as a whole. Do you think that there's inevitably some kind of disruptor, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, the internet? Or I know what I'm hoping phone. it is. What I'm hoping it's battery technology. That, mm-hmm. Please, yeah. because we've been talking about better battery yeah. technology for so long, right. and things about like graphene batteries or or whatever. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, my phone lasted for one day like five years ago. Why yeah, does right. it still only last for one day? Why well, I guess it... the power consumption is going up like 
Right. Yeah, so the, the technology the stays the same, and energy density gets a little bit better, but, like, our phones are so much more powerful and do mm -hmm. so many more things. This huge screen. These... Before we had Nokia's that played Snake. Exactly. So, like, it makes sense that my phone still only lasts a day, but I'm looking forward to, like, a, like a multiplier type of breakthrough right. where, like, now our phones last a month. That and would then be crazy. that gets better and it lasts like a year, like that type of thing. That would be awesome. But also did you see the I'm video for that. you see the video where a guy bit a battery <coughs> in a store and it just exploded? Why? What? I don't Was I don't it? know why he bit it. What? He just gave it a little nibble? So it's like a security, like a CCTV camera in a store somewhere. And Can you pull that up, you guys? What happened it's to it? It's very graphic. Should I not it's watch not, it? No, it's like a like a totally watchable video, but it's just like a you see this thing burst into flames. If you puncture a battery, it will explode. Like mm. the, wow. the energy density is super high. Like if you take a knife to the phone in your pocket, it will be very dangerous because of all the fumes well, and the that explosives. Was, that actually happened with what the Samsung, right, last year where people's phones were just yep. exploding. Yeah, so that was a we that was a, an extremely small thing. Like they tried to push the battery up into the corners of that phone so much mm. that what happened was like they were layering, essentially folding layers of the battery in there, mm. and some of them the layers just caught and touched in the wrong place. Wow! And that was enough for the phone flow too close to the sun. Exactly. In other words, so they huh? had to you know put slightly less dense batteries in and slightly smaller, and that worked out. Mm. But like. Batteries are already super dense. I just wish there was like some next level. We need new level. tech. Yeah. Yeah. Here you have the link. It's, Is it okay it's, to watch? Yeah, it's not graphic. Okay. I don't want to like get yeah. get into trouble with YouTube or Twitch. I just it's just know a the little gift. Like, why did he? Yeah. What was he thinking? Um, where the flip is it? Here it is. Let's pull it up. It's in China. So does that help explain? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. How does do you already you know that there? it's in China? I, it's in the title. As oh. a test. Oh yeah. What was he testing? What happens what? when you bite a battery? <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh wow! Like, did he not think like maybe? A, oh, oh, man. oh man, that's pretty. That is intense. But whoa! That, I'm happy to say that they all seem okay. Yeah. They all seem relatively okay. Why are you biting it, you fucking idiot? <laughs> exactly. That's probably what the girl in the Take coat your, right there is like. What did she you... got the she she also, got the burst of it? It's in a public <laughs> store with other people what around you. Doing, you. Don't put batteries in your mouth, guys. You're not in a lab. Sheesh. China's a weird place because like people just put batteries in their mouth there, or like they don't it's understand true, don't like how stoplights work, and people are starting to drive for the first time. Like Chinese Whoa. villages that were all of a sudden getting tons of money for some reason, and they're just like running people over. They're off the grid now. They're on it's, now. They know what to do. It's insane. Um, <clears throat> well, here, here's a follow-up um, about predictions for future tech. Mm -hmm. VR. A lot of people have a lot of money and investments. Big companies, big people, big names putting their chips and their money into developing VR. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this has as much potential as a lot of people seem to think it has? Uh, Long-term, yes. Short-term, no. I'm a short-term pessimist about VR. And I, mm. I don't know if it's because, like, I've tried to make 360 videos and they all sucked. Or if it's, like, every time I scroll past one on Facebook, I scroll extra fast because it's so dumb. <laughs> right. But, like, eventually, I think as tech gets better, we'll mm -hmm. be able to make better VR. Because uh, VR, there's, there's also VR and AR. So, like, AR, you kind of have this augmented element to whatever world you're in. Maybe it overlays something somewhere. But VR, you need your entire world to be built for you. Mm. So whether it's a roller coaster you're riding or a map you're playing a game in, someone built all of that. So better VR happens after we get 
better maps and better environments to play in and, and more and more painstakingly detailed things. And then the resolution of the headsets we're playing in gets better and you can see these things better. All of that has to get better hmm. before VR is even a little <coughs> bit interesting to me as far as like, you know, everyday application. Because right now it's just like gaming. I yeah. actually tend to agree. It's I funny because back too. in like the 90s, every, it's, that's when it started. They're like, VR. Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid, I went to a mall. I must have been 10 years old. They had this massive platform. And I put on all these gadgets and it was like 50 pounds on me. It was an awful yeah. experience. Now <clears throat> we have the technology where you can put the Vive on. And it's really fun. It's really cool experience. Yeah. But you still have a wire and the games aren't great. And I, I don't know, it just you still have this giant goggle on your head. The latest thing that I saw was uh, at CES this year. They had, did you go to CES? No, I guess not. No. They had uh, the wireless adapter for the Vive. I saw that video. Incredible. So, so at least you don't have wires. You still have one wire to a battery in your pocket, but at least you don't trip over the that's wire. That's a huge and difference. It ruins for the me. immersion. Yeah. yeah. So immersion, yeah, that's that. That'll take some work, but like. You still have to build the entire environment that you're in. So you're saying it takes a lot more work to make a great VR game. Yeah. Because you have three dimensions instead of two. A lot, yeah. Interesting. So, that'll. I mean, that takes time, but I'm right. sure that'll get better, too. Cool. Um, honestly, honestly, when you get to the point where, like, you just are in your own mind, that's kind of when where VR yeah. will, will take over. It'll be like that scene in, uh, what's that movie? Where they're just kind of sitting back. Wally? It's Wally. There's a scene in Wally where the guy's oh. just in the chair. All the fatties on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. back and the screen's just in his face. And yeah, it's, we're yeah. going to be like, that's that what the fuck I need to be doing <laughs> yeah. with my life. Um, okay, let's take another break. We will be back. So much to talk about, you guys. You do not want to go away. We'll be back shortly. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring this episode of the H3 Podcast. Audible is offering our audience a 30-day free trial. How about that? Unbelievable. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. Just go to audible.com slash h3podcast or this is some high-tech new stuff. <laughs> text h3podcast to the number 500-500. Wow. <laughs> Never heard of such a thing. It's the future. This is the future is now. Soon you'll just have to think. <laughs> to sign up, just think h3podcast for a free audiobook. I love I absolutely love Audible. They've got an incredible service. They've got an incredible catalog of audio books. This could change everything you do because you're going to be entertained. You're going to be educated. Whatever it is you need, you're going to have some laughs, whatever it is you're doing. You're playing video games. You're cooking. You're exercising. Or maybe you just are uh, don't want to listen to your teacher drone on because school sucks. Am I right? No. Kids rule, right, Ila? No. Wow, dude. I, what? <laughs> knowledge is power, Ethan. All right, knowledge is power. I'm not... Knowledge is power, guys. <laughs> Go to uh, audible.com slash h3 podcast. So I've been reading or been listening to How to Win Friends and Influence People. Now, this book, it sounds corny, okay? It was written in, like, the 30s. This is an old, time-tested book. How to Win Friends and Influence People. When I was in a rut recently and I was really... Uh, Shredder wants out. I was in a rut recently. And this book really got me in a fresh perspective. 
it, 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 some of the stuff is obvious, but it really got me thinking about my interactions with people in a different way. I can't recommend this book enough. If you're no matter who you are, this is going to help you live happier, interact with people happier. The thesis of the book is like we all learn about math and history and science, but we don't ever learn about human relations. Yeah, social interactions. And that's kind of the most impactful, meaningful thing in all of our lives is how we interact with the people around us, right? How to win friends and influence people will change your life. If you're ready to receive the message of it, and it's written in a way that's easily digested, it's a ton of fun. I can't recommend it highly enough, my friends. So here is what I'm proposing to you, okay? Go to audible.com slash h3podcast or text h3podcast to 500-500 and get a 30-day free trial. Listen to this book, and uh, it's great. You got nothing to lose. It's a free trial. Um that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash H3 Podcast or text H3 Podcast to 500-500. You get to keep these books no matter what. So even if you cancel your membership, you get to keep it, and they can never take that away from you. And you can also share a book from your library with anyone if it's their first time accepting a book through this feature. So you, if it has a big impact on you, you get it for free, you share it with a friend. It's a beautiful thing, guys. So thank you to Audible for supporting us. One more time, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash H3 Podcast, audible dot com slash H3 Podcast. Thank you so much for supporting us. And next up, we've got the great and wonderful Man Crates. Ah! Yeah, Man Crates! <laughs> Only man! I'm not kidding. Any, any man, any man of the male gender, whether he's a lumberjack or a... <laughs> What's it really a masculine thing? I don't know. Me. A janitor. Me. <laughs> You're going to love what Mancrate has to offer. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day to the ladies listening, and instead of giving your guy a box of chocolates for Valentine, which is so boring, surprise him with a heart-shaped box of delicious beef jerky! The ultimate snack! Prodigiac. <laughs> Introducing ManCrates.com, the only place to find awesome gifts that guys love. This isn't some cologne sample or cheesy mug. ManCrate offers curated gifts collections for every type of guy, from the sport fanatic on down to the home chef. That's who it is, the stay-at-home dad. Someone as pathetic as that. I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> My dream is always to be a, a stay-at-home dad. ManCrates, by the way, with S. I don't want any confusion about that. It's ManCrates. <laughs> Big capital S. You need to capitalize the S. No, you don't. You don't. It doesn't matter, actually. Um, <laughs> check out classic crates like the NFL barware crate and the whiskey appreciation crate or fresh takes on traditional Valentine's gifts like the jerky heart or the salami bouquet. <laughs> bouquet. A salami bouquet? That's, you know how to win my that's heart. That's so beautiful. <laughs> Can you imagine? I love you. It's like just a bunch of beef jerky. Works for me. <laughs> Go to mancrates.com, pick up the perfect gift, then wait for the magic moment. He'll fall head over heels when the gift arrives, and he gets to pry the wooden crate open, and, and it includes a crowbar. They have thousands of five-star reviews, and every gift comes with a complete satisfaction guarantee. So here's the deal. Go to mancrates.com slash h3 for 5% off. They don't offer discounts anywhere else. So if you want 5% off your mancrates, go to 
mancrates.com slash h3 right now. That's mancrates.com slash h3. Thank you so much to Mancrates and Audible for supporting us. If you want to support the show, please consider supporting one of our sponsors. Thank you guys so much. And now let's get right back into it. Welcome back, everybody, to the H3 Podcast. Let me ask you this. What do you think about Alexa and Google Assist, all these devices mm-hmm. that are going into everybody's homes, even these phones, uh, and they're listening yeah. to us? Yeah. Do you have any concerns about that, or do you just think that it's a wonderful evolution of integrating our lives with technology? <coughs> um, yeah, a little bit of concern. So, like... And I, I know I also know people who are at different points on that spectrum. Some people are like, that's super creepy and not even being like it's like so obviously listening to you that like why would you even bring that in your home? Mm-hmm. And then there's people like me who are more on the side of just like, well, if Google's gonna know everything about me anyway, then I might as well get something back for it, right. like some sort of convenience. Right. I think, like, uh, I, we kind of had this discussion in a college class I took a while ago, which was, like, do you have any privacy? And I think I ended up writing an essay with essentially that thesis is, like, well, no, we don't, but uh, we'll just get something back from the companies that do something for it. I did, <laughs> definitely. Facebook is not subtle at all. Yeah, so I just pulled up this tweet uh, that you wrote. You, you wrote, Google, we I really value that. privacy. Twitter, we never collect anything. Apple, we we securely encrypt everything on device. Facebook literally gives you an ad for something you dreamt about. <laughs> yeah. You want to break that down? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see these statements at, like, every event. At Google I.O., Google's like, yes, you know, we, we're, we're listening to your voice and analyzing it and recognizing it and training your assistant to recognize your voice versus your spouse's right. so that you can both talk to this thing. But we don't collect that. Sure. So you're good. So they at least feign some sort of like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're doing the right thing. Twitter, same thing. You know, we we know where you are every time you tweet, but it's all good. Apple, (laughs) yeah, we kind of just, you use your fingerprint thousands of times every week, and we know exactly what it, but like, it's just on your phone. We never (laughs) see that information. It's all good. Damn, I never thought about the fingerprint thing. (laughs) Yeah. Face unlock now, it's just scanning your face casually Mm -hmm. every time. But Facebook is just unashamedly oh, always, yeah. right? You'll, you'll yeah. like buy something always. in the, like the grocery store and like walk home and open Facebook and it's like, want to buy that again right. online? Because yeah. we have it like all the time. So yeah, that's just kind of what that was inspired by. Do you, are, do you find fault with that? Do you think that it's wrong what Facebook's doing? The brazen use of your privacy to sell <clears> you <throat> shit? Is that the only reason they use your private information? I mean, they, so they, it's mostly, yeah, it's for advertising. So they're, again, it's, it's basically like trading your privacy for convenience. To them, the ads are so good that it's stuff you would want to buy anyway. Mm-hmm. So we know you so well based on your behavior on Facebook and all the things we collect. And we own Instagram, and now we know where you shop and where you like to take pictures and all this stuff about you. We know so much about you that an advertiser can come in with something they want to buy and find you because they know you want to buy it. So you're kind of <laughs> trading like them knowing everything about you for like the ads not sucking. Imagine mm-hmm. if it was the other way around. We don't know that much about you. We kind of try not to get in your privacy. Here's an ad for diapers. Do you care about that? Like, we'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, these ads are such trash. So hmm. on one hand, it's kind of nice that, like, okay, at least it's advertising something I may actually buy. But on the other hand, it's, like, kind of creepy that they know so much mm-hmm. and always will. Mm. Yeah. You can't take it back. Do you hate any of these listed social medias or brands, tech companies, more than other ones? Mm. 
I don't hate them. I don't really use Facebook. I hate Facebook. I mean, the, you hate it? I hate like it. Like, you avoid it. I think Facebook is a breeding, it's, it's like everything that's wrong from from the top to the bottom. How it's really? rampant copyright infringement that Facebook doesn't. Oh, Facebook so, users. No, no. Even well, they users, allow And it. the company has, has almost no policy. They have a policy, but it's not enforced. It's not enforced. They no. basically thrive on stealing other people's content. <laughs> and at least YouTube has has gotten to the place where they're making a goodwill effort to control these things. But Facebook is just the shittiest people, the shittiest company, the shittiest interface. What do you think about Mark Zuckerberg, like, personally? The Zuck? Yeah. <laughs> you can't cut the Zuck. <laughs> I, I, I guess Facebook is kind of in that place where, like, it's ubiquitous. Everyone knows about Facebook, so. He's a robot. He's, a, he's not human. <laughs> he's an interesting character. I don't know that I would much never about say Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, he's, honestly. He's like Spock. <laughs> like I almost with a sweater. <laughs> I think I will. I would like to not know much about him. I like not knowing about him because, mm. like, you see, like he's what the youngest billionaire ever. Like the sweatshirt billionaire guy walks around the office with a laptop, probably mm. with socks on. But like, what a like. like <laughs> but he's but they're what's... so. I feel like they're so nefarious. All the execs at Facebook. I feel like they've got to be a little bit evil, or maybe not evil, but cold. Have you seen? Uh, the movie about it. What's it called? The Social Network? Actually, I haven't, no. but I've heard very good things. I watched it on a plane like I do with all the movies I watch. <laughs> and it's pretty good, and it, it gives a somewhat accurate and verifiable backstory to, like, how the the network came to be and the people in power there. But, yeah, just the whole... Just the position they're in is, is kind of sketch. They can do so much. Right. And we assume they don't. Kind of like the NSA in a weird way. <laughs> Facebook is a weird alternate NSA. Yeah. They have like as much. Inf- it's a voluntary NSA. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah. But for me personally, as time goes on, I use Facebook less, and yeah. I assume because it becomes less relevant for my life. Okay. I don't like it. I don't like what I see there. Mm-hmm. But I assume that other people would be experiencing the same thing. But yet, there's still so many people using Facebook. Yeah, I I've think it's, stopped. Yeah, I think. Uh, but you know what? They, how they get you? I love Instagram. So right. I come out one end and I enter another. Yeah. And they still that got me. Is, I do that love was Instagram. the smartest thing they've done in a while because all these young people who never even signed up, they think they, they see Facebook the same way you say, like, MySpace. Like, it's an old yeah. people's shit. Nobody's on there anymore. But yeah. Instagram, all, everyone, all the kids are on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. So Facebook goes, all right, you know what? We'll swoop down and we'll get all of those people's information too <laughs> by just owning it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're smart. To their credit, they haven't fucked with Instagram that much. Instagram still pilots its own ship, which I like. I like seeing companies like, like uh, obviously I don't like seeing Facebook buy Instagram, but I like when they buy it, but they, they also let them run the ship still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But yeah, they're they're kind of just doing their thing now. So based on what you said about you only watch movies on airplanes, yeah, and I've heard you say that you almost never watched anything on your Netflix. Do you not watch stuff? Is that? I watch a lot of YouTube. Mm-hmm. And God bless, That's dude. about as much as I watch. Who do you like? Really? Do you watch a lot <clears throat> of YouTube? Well, uh, yeah, I, if the percentage of the pie of, like, media I consume, it's a huge percentage of the pie. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, watch hours and hours and hours of YouTube, but, like... That's yeah, where I have, you get your entertainment. That's where I get my entertainment. So there's, uh, like, even, like, TV stuff, like, Sports Center. you could, you could, you know, claim the only reason I really watch TV is for sports. Mm. But when I can get those highlights or that commentary right. on mm-hmm. YouTube later, it's, like, the only place I need to go for, mm. for stuff. There's YouTubers I watch, there's companies I watch that upload to YouTube the whole thing is all there I think people underestimate how incredible YouTube is because as YouTubers we all kind of live in our own bubble 
mm-hmm. and we all bitch and moan about all the sh- all the <coughs> little annoying things or the mm-hmm. big annoying things, but it's so freaking powerful. It's so incredible. It's the biggest platform there is. It's yeah. nuts, and I think. and like it, I mean, it's got to be. And people are always talking about like, oh, there's gonna be a new competitor because YouTube keeps fucking up. I don't think people understand how impossible it is to get where they yeah. are now. All the shit that they've been through, all the shit they've got, all the lawsuits, the learning how to run a website. They have decades of experience. Nobody else even has any. Yeah, I was at, I had a, a meeting a super long time ago where I heard somebody at YouTube, I don't remember who, say because of the scale of YouTube, they've had every single problem, every single <laughs> exactly. little interesting problem that, that you could that you could possibly have. Right. It becomes multiplied because even if you know the billions and billions of things that are on YouTube, if the most crazy, tiny, obscure thing is a thousandth of a percent, that's like 500 people, yeah, like that are sure. having that little tiny problem and that they're going to be vocal about it. So, like, they've gone through it all. Another one is like every country, every even state has their own laws, and somehow YouTube has to abide by every single that's person's law. Be so like, imagine that. It's so interesting that VidMe shut down. They were like, Bro, they, they seemed like they would get somewhere with time, you know? They were like, pretty... That was the closest anyone got, and they just sh- straight up shut down. Like, yeah. they had name yeah. recognition during the apocalypse. Everyone was talking about VidMe. Hmm. They were just like, fuck it. We tried. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to ask you, who? what is your favorite tech company? Um, Is Tesla cheating? It's... No. Nope. Tesla's a tech company, right? Yeah. I would say Tesla's up there. Google is pretty close behind hmm. um, just because of the the stuff they've done with software recently with Google Assistant and the camera and the Pixel. Hmm. Really good stuff. Google Assistant yeah, is what? incredibly helpful. It is. Surprisingly just good. Just the, like, okay Google thing? Yep. Oh. <clears throat> and, and, then, and I love how you squeeze it. Yeah, I, I've used it's that so a lot dope. more on this phone. Fuck- I gotta I gotta lower my sensitivity because like I yeah. take it out of my pocket yeah. and I squeeze it already. But yeah. like, yeah, just asking it like, what's the weather in this place, or mm-hmm. what's the traffic to work, or how's my day? Restaurant. Show me a good restaurant yeah. nearby. Great. What's the traffic to Ethan's studio? Stuff like that. <laughs> Did you ask it that? I should have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that within tech reviewing culture, the genre on YouTube or or in general. There's always a, a fine line for you guys to skirt where <coughs> you want to be in the good favor of a company like Samsung or whoever or even Google. Yeah. So you're always confronted with this issue of like, what can I say? I, I don't know if you do, but I'm just asking, do I slam this product that I hate and lose favor of them? Because that, that's got to be something that enters every tech reviewer mind. Is yeah. that something that, that you think about or that you're aware of in the, in the culture? Yeah. Yeah, that's been um, like a hot button, especially in the last like two years, I would say, where, you know, YouTubers weren't part of press for the longest time. So we'd never had this issue. <coughs> right. You buy the phone, you review it based mm-hmm. on whether you like what you bought or not. But at this point, it's gotten to, you know, YouTube's pretty sizable and there's these people who have a, enough of an influence where if they review your product I would it say matters. you have more influence than anyone else like as much as anyone on the planet when right. it comes to so now now that you now that companies see that they're treating youtubers at that level like press so they'll send you their product mm-hmm. and you review it um, I think a lot of people who they are send just it starting to you early it, even early exactly mm-hmm. and that how how valuable is it to you and other viewers to get a product early? It's massive for for mm-hmm. especially the the first couple like hours and days of something being available. 
everyone who's considering buying it has that small pool of content to choose to watch to decide to buy it or not. Mm. So it's very powerful content as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, so now, so now they're sending us these products, and if you find something you don't like about it, I think a lot of people, their instinct when they're not in this position is probably, oh, I don't want to say too many bad things because they won't send it to me next yeah. time or they won't send it to me early. Um, I don't find that to be a problem with mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've gotten people accuse that all the time, like, oh, mm-hmm. you're, you're not harsh enough on the iPhone or you're not uh, saying all the bad things you don't like. There's a couple of phones I've reviewed in the last year that I've ruined, <laughs> like absolutely ruined, mm-hmm. and will probably, I mean, I don't know if I directly affect sales or if I can measure that in any way, but there's phones that are just not good, and then I'll say they're not good, and mm-hmm. you need to know it's not good so you don't buy it. Mm-hmm. So, but the ones, the the initial impressions videos, I give a little more leeway with everyone just because I just picked up the phone for the first time. There are things that can be fixed with software updates. You know, there's all those types of things. So I'm trying to understand where they came from when they put this product together that's in my hand right now. But um, I I really don't find myself swayed by access or or them sending me for free at this point. Do you find that the companies are, like if you give Samsung, just a random example, a bad review, do you find in general them or any other company will distance themselves from you if you slam them? Or they're no. all pretty gracious? I've been pretty happy with the way they responded to it. So a lot mm. of times they'll, they'll send a device early and I'll give them some feedback and part of that is of course negative. There are things I don't like. And they'll when come you back... you give them feedback, you mean privately or in a video? Both. Uh, a lot of times it's just in a video. <laughs> they watch the video and then they email me, hey, we saw what you didn't like and they'll wonder how they can follow up or make that better. Interesting. That's uh, nice. A couple of years ago, I really tore down a Motorola camera in one of their phones. It was a great phone. I loved it. This was great. That was great. This was great. But the camera is just garbage. Mm. And I worked with them directly after my video when they reached out, like, if the camera is really garbage, like, send us your photos, like, send us the shooting conditions, and we'll mm. try to work on it and make mm. it better. They pushed software updates after the fact. It got better. Mm. It didn't get great. But like it got, got better. better. They tried. They <laughs> yeah. had the best intention in mind. So I think these companies looking at really actually honest feedback. Because hmm. if you get negative feedback on a phone, you could either say, oh, they're just trying to slander it or whatever. Or they really didn't like that about it. And you can try to make it better. It's valuable mm-hmm. feedback. Yeah. So it's actual feedback that you're, if you trust me as a reviewer, which is why I'm assuming you're sending it to me, hmm. you're going to get that same feedback from people who buy the phone later. Interesting. Yeah. So if you get that first feedback from me before it comes out, mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually valuable to them. So I feel like they've been pretty good about not distancing, not distancing themselves from negative feedback and actually embracing it, hmm. which is good. Um, that makes sense. There's got to be so much money now. Do you see? Do you see these big companies that almost like lobbyists? Do you guys? Do you <clears throat> have you experienced like insanely extravagant parties or uh, yeah. invitations or? trips like short of just straight up paying you for a good review <laughs> right they probably skirt as close as possible to bribery to being your best friend ever yeah to bribery essentially like have you experienced that yeah and i avoid it um because it's i get it because they're trying to make a good impression and trying to be on your good side as a reviewer so but like th- that still won't change what i like or don't like about your phone yeah so like me going to that uh nice event in your hotel suite in soho you know, it doesn't make your phone better. So, like, right. I, but it's, I it's, get it. It's, but... it's manipulation. It's like, hey, 
Yeah. Maybe maybe you'll be a little easier on us because we're buds. <laughs> we're friends. Yeah. 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 I'm no. That's I'm what good. lobbying is. You know. I can say I am pretty good friends with a couple of my contacts at Apple, at Tesla, at Google. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. people. I've hung out with them. Sure. Um, and if their product next year is trash, I'm gonna call it's it not trash, personal, and yeah. they know it, yeah. and that's not a problem for any of them. Have you? Uh, do you? Rec- Maybe you don't have to answer, but do you recall anything like extravagant? Um, Maybe that you didn't even attend, but you were invited to. I mean, there's there's always parties like at <laughs> CES. Uh, half of it is like the show floor where you go out and you see the products and everything like that, and then the other half is like the brands all trying to court you to come right. to our suite or come to the hashtag whatever hashtag LG party. Like come <laughs> to this party and <laughs> hang out with us. And oh, by the way, there's TVs everywhere, but it's cool. <laughs> Stuff like that. So I don't. I'm not a big party person, so I don't even go to that. But I see it and I understand it. Yeah. But I don't think it would sway me that much. Sure. Challenge accepted. <laughs> start setting those bribes. Yeah. Friends. Start figuring that stuff out. <laughs> um. Do you actually ever buy tech, or do you get so much that you mm-hmm. do you even have the need to buy gadgets or tech anymore? I still. You do. must get a lot of free shit too. I do, but I'm really picky. So, uh, like this phone I bought, I got a Pixel 2 from them to review. I got the black one. I said, I don't want the white one. So I bought the white one. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really picky about the stuff that I use right. personally. Everything that I carry and that's with me, I bought. Mm. Uh, but if you go to the studio, yeah, there's tons of stuff there that just showed up mm. that I'll try to use, try mm-hmm. to get to it. Uh, and when I do, I try to treat it as if I'm unwrapping it like I bought it for the first time, but it's right. kind of hard. Yeah. But so starting up, you had to buy everything. Right? Everything. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember you. <clears throat> you were one of the first channels I was watching way back before I even had a channel, and you had like all these great cameras and shit. And I was like, <laughs> God damn, that's so like I can't even imagine being able to f- like you had all the coolest shit back yeah. in the day. Yeah. I mean, I got picky about like what I want to actually use, obviously, and that's what drives my decision of like reviewing things in the first place. But, yeah, in the beginning, it was like I got my laptop, bought it, reviewed it. And I'm like, all right, mm. what's the next video? I bought a <laughs> laptop cooler. I'm going to review that now. Like, it's one thing at a time based on what I'm buying. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that philosophy s- still stays with me when I'm reviewing stuff now. If I had bought it, how would I feel? But, uh, yeah. Um, have you – do you believe that you should be able to edit tweets? <laughs> I strongly believe <laughs> that you should be able to edit tweets. I know that because it's I see you talking about it. It's 2018. Like, um, man. But does that change Twitter? Because in a way, you need the historical... Here's the case. You need you need history preserved. Right. And the Library tweets of Congress, by the way, archives all of the president's tweets. Oh, so, man. So tweet archiving is real. But here's the thing. So, like, you can edit Facebook posts. You can edit Instagram. Instagram everything short of the actual Twitter image. Twitter is special, though. It's different. Twitter is not sacred. It is not but sacred, like but all it's the typos. Special. When you have a typo, this is, it's so annoying. Exactly. <laughs> what, because, well, usually when you have a typo, you're like, I fucked up, and then you immediately erase <clears> it. But, like, if you tweet out something really embarrassing, mm-hmm. and then, like, three hours later, everyone's shitting on you, and you want to change it. I mean, sure, you I can. I think that would be funnier could if a, you can go back and see the know. edit history. Yeah, everyone would know. <laughs> and see that embarrassing It's almost thing. more humiliating. It's almost worse. Yeah, <laughs> you have to delete it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you, should be able to de- you should be able to edit your tweet. Within a certain time frame, you caught the typo. You five just edited a little bit. That's, that's a little the solution. Ooh, five minute window. Five minute window. Come on, Twitter. Show the edit history. Put a little asterisk next to it. 
That's it. That's all I ask. Not that hard. Then I make a typo. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like literally like people ask me if I make typos on purpose so I can complain. <laughs> I don't. I read my own tweet like six times in the compose window. It's fury. I don't catch the typo. I tweet it. Bro. And then someone will reply like, I bet you wish you could edit tweets. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I scroll back up and there's a giant typo. Like, hmm. yeah, then it's, just it's... pointed out the coffee yeah. See that Tweet. we wouldn't we wouldn't have that meme. <laughs> we gotta pull a Trump sometimes and just defend our typos. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, like, that's what I meant. To the death. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there any tech you want mm-hmm. but can't afford? There's all kinds of cars I want. The Roadster. The no, Roadster is brand well, new. Two million dollar Bugatti. <laughs> Bugatti about it. I watched a video. Forgotti. There's a YouTuber I watch who just has like a car collection who just does videos about his cars, and. Every time I watch one of those videos, I'm like, I kind of want that car now. <laughs> like, he reviews it very sincerely, like, this is the Rolls Royce I use to get groceries because. And then he <laughs> goes into the details about the trunk space and how quiet it is and how, how much headroom he has while he's getting, yeah, mm. all these things. That's fun. Those are Rolls Royce like, for uh, smartphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not quite the same. I'm in this world of, like, pocketable technology where it's usually pretty attainable. Yeah, relatively yeah. attainable. Yeah, I think so. Um, we have got a question from Zach. All right. Zach, what the fuck is up, my doggy? Hey guys, up. Uh, hey, what's how's it going? Hey, it's going good. You got a you got a question for us? So, just yeah, just wanted to get your guys' opinion on uh, planned obsolescence in the tech industry, and whether you see that as a huge issue or if it's more of a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in regards to the battery slowing down stuff with Apple. <laughs> um, also, Marquez. Chat wants to know what the K is for in MKBHD. <laughs> I was lobbying how long it would take for someone to ask that. First caller. All right. Dope. I Thank you for the question, Zach. Appreciate you. God bless you. Uh, the, you K, the, the K is my middle initial. Uh, in case obvious. anyone was wondering. Uh, so that's what that is. It's, <laughs> but, so yeah. I, did you hear about the, uh, the iPhone? Yes. The battery yeah. controversy yeah. and all that. For anyone who hasn't, I guess to make it super simple, like Apple smartly realizes that the iPhone's battery isn't perfect and doesn't last forever. As batteries do, they age. So it can't maintain the same massive changes in voltages as when it was a brand new phone as when it's two years old. So when Apple sees an iPhone get a software update and they see, oh, it has a two-year-old battery, they underclock the processor, they slow it down a bit so that the battery can keep up and doesn't degrade too fast. Mm -hmm. Smart, right? What they didn't tell anyone was any of that so now someone had to do a benchmark <laughs> and find, oh, Apple underclocks the CPUs of old phones, mm. period. That seems like a bad thing to do. Like, oh, you're slowing it down. And when someone's iPhone slows down, what do they think? I need a new phone, right? Sure. They don't think I need a new battery. Yeah. But if you replace the battery of an old iPhone, mm. but can you? just like new. So you could pay Apple for it, uh. and they would replace your battery, or you could, re- you could get a third party to do it for however many dollars. Mm. But basically when everyone found out and they were super angry about the fact that all you needed was a new battery, they lowered the amount they charged for a battery upgrade from $79 to $29 or something mm-hmm. like that. People still got mad about charging for it, but, like, let's be real. 29 bucks is reasonable. So That's pretty good. To renew your phone. The lesson is <clears throat> communication, just like with YouTube. Well they, well, they were clearly capitalizing on that misunderstanding for many years. Definitely. Mm-hmm. They could I have easily... You know, they they were enjoying people buying new phones, I would never doubt that there was conversations at Apple where they were like, well, you know what we'll do? 
you know, batteries, you know, they go through the whole thing, and they're like, well, people are going to buy new iPhones when their phone slows down. Right. Yeah, they are. But <laughs> if they want a battery upgrade, yeah, that's cool, too. Yeah. Uh, we'll charge for that, too. Yeah. But uh, there was a really good analogy by one of my friends, Quinn, who's a YouTuber, uh, who mentioned, like, you wouldn't get mad at, like, Acura for not replacing your tires. Like, tires wear. They get old. And after a while, your car starts to skid. And you can't really take turns the same way. And it's like, man, I think I need a new car. But people don't understand the entirety of how cars work. And all they need is new tires. Uh, should they replace your tires for free? No, they'll still charge for it. But I guess the difference being that that's a more intuitive <clears throat> difference. You can see right. your tires are balding. And that's yeah. why you're skidding out. Where Which I made it a good analogy. Yeah. But I think people don't get how iPhones work. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's not really intuitive. And they didn't really take the the initiative to educate anyone because they were enjoying everybody buying new phones every year so apparently they're gonna they're gonna push a software update that lets you pick that's that lets great you choose. Huh. that's cool Th that is very cool that's that not something cool. i would have expected apple to ever do but they'll let you pick between I, they got in a lot of shit for that crush my a battery crush my, yeah cpu it's all good <laughs> so basically old phones were faced with the choice of either your battery life <laughs> Will be trash. Will be trash, or your, or your phone will your slow phone down. Be, will slow yeah. down. So now you'll have a button. To what pick. would you choose? <laughs> it's a tough I would one. pick. I would pick. <laughs> I would pick changing my battery for would, thirty bucks. I would. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I would say keep crushing my battery, and eventually, when it dies, I'll get a new one. Yeah, I think that's what I'd do. Um, I think there was definitely internal conversations. And also the conclusion to be like, and let's not tell anyone about this because we're making a fuckload of money from it. Yeah. And now whatever money they made, they've made it. <laughs> and now they have a button. And now they're buying <laughs> Netflix and Tesla and we are all screwed. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> One last question for you. Sure. This is customary. We ask it of all of our guests. It's a little strange. Okay. Feel free to say no. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't apply to you, that's okay. We get that all the time. Do you have any ghost stories or paranormal experiences, UFO, alien visitations, anything strange or paranormal? Has it ever happened to you? Wow. <laughs> um, I don't think I can think of any. Like, I, I've watched those shows where I, like, think about it. I actually have a hilarious story about my childhood, which is nothing, very little to do with it. Okay, I'll take <laughs> First that. First time, okay, I'll, yeah, that'll be it. So, when I was a really little kid, uh, we watched E.T., which is, you know, if you've watched E.T., it's a pretty weird-looking alien. Like, yeah. So we watch it. I'm, I'm probably, like, eight or nine or something. Uh, my sister can vouch for this. Like, after... Oh, backstory to the backstory. In my bedroom, in my house, we have these closets with these automatically turning on lights, motion sensors. So mm -hmm. if you open the, uh, the closet door, it sees the motion, it opens, turns on the light. So that's cool. So after we watch the movie E.T., I go up to my room to go to sleep. I'm trying to go to sleep. Closet door is open. I'm thinking about aliens. <laughs> Boom. Closet light turns on for no reason. <laughs> I freak out. I lose it. I'm like, E.T. is in my closet. I don't know what to do. Like, where do I go? I scream. My parents come upstairs. They're like, what? I'm like, E.T. is in my closet. Uh, <clears throat> E.T. wasn't in my closet. It was just a Spoiler weird alert. paranormal light turning on for no reason. But uh, from that day on, I really don't like E.T. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. E.T. is kind of creepy. E. It's hard to handle for kids. It's kind of a weird... He's, uh, he's if you look creepy. at pictures of it, like that's, that's so weird. Let me pull up some pics of E.T. and tell me. E.T. a weird dude. Um, is that enough just to get... I feel like enough time's passed where if I type E.T., maybe something else comes up. E.T. scene. No. Nope. E. Isn't that... Like, no, we got E.T. for days, my dude. Dude. 
and like the look this at this like, face, bro. You wake up faced with that. I and mean, this was that like, is not a nice looking face. Like ten years ago, the movie was like this, like clay caricature. So it was like you could see like texture in it, and it was yeah. just weird, right. like wrinkles. Man, uh, I wonder why they made him so so odd. Back odd, in the day, yeah. man, they just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah, man. Was that's... it Spielberg? <clears throat> His finger looks like a cigar. <laughs> yeah, it looked like that. But it oh moved. Oh my god, imagine this peeking out from the darkness. Exactly. Uh, imagine uh, the closet light turning on. That's no reason. It's crazy. All right. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah man. And more than that, thank you for coming. Yeah. I know you had a really busy, tight schedule. I really appreciate you making the time to come spend the day with us or the, yeah. after, the evening Absolutely. with us. It's Any great. Time. Appreciate it, your time. It was a lot of fun. This was real. <laughs> thank you, man. Again. Appreciate you. God bless. Thank you, yeah. Uh, guys, everybody, thank you for watching. Next week, we are having the great and wonderful Jordan Peterson back on the podcast for a second visit. Very much looking forward to that. That's at an unusual day, right, Dan? What day is that yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be on uh, Thursday next week. I'm going to mm. post on the subreddit right now. At uh, what time? Two. Uh, two. I think, yeah, two. One hour. We're normally at three, but yeah. an hour early. Yeah. So please uh, tune in for that. Until then, I hope you all have a great weekend and a great week. And I hope that you are not having ET in your closet, <laughs> feeling safe and comfortable at home. <laughs> and we wish you all the best. So see you guys next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.